0: Yeah, it's good morning, and I would like to greet each and every one of you also this morning in the precious name of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. I thought of the the song that ran through my head as we shared in um, the Sunday school class of devotions is, "No, I'm not perfect, I'm just forgiven, haven't yet arrived, but I'm on my way. Also expressed Paul's message a lot. You know, Paul said also that I have not, he first says that, uh, you know, I'm the least among them later in life and he was in prison. And where he says, "I am the chiefest of sinners." He also says, "I'm not; I have not yet attained." But he presses on toward the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. And so, <clears throat> that would be our encouragement, I guess, into um, <clears throat> the, of having people follow us. If we can have that attitude or that maintain that, um, if that's our goal and our thing, then we're not ashamed to have people follow us. We're not perfect, that's for sure, but were forgiven, so that's one of the differences that you see. Other people might also out there recognize that they're not perfect, um, <clears throat> asking them to follow them. But do they realize that they're forgiven and that they're perfect in Christ? Um, that is the only way that we can um, be able to say that. You could say with uh, with clarity or with uh, with any authority behind it. You know, um, don't look at all my mistakes. You know, I do make them. But what's my goal in life? Where's where am I? Where am I heading to? So <clears throat> this morning, thinking about um, um, the Word of God here and the things that we had shared and we sung about that as that song um, we had shared here, uh, the wonderful things that, uh, that we have in the Word. And I'm going to share from Psalms 119. You can turn to that if you want to. A um, couple verses here about. The things that are um, the things that we find or that the Word of God can do for us, I guess that's might be my encouragement that um, the Word of God is alive, it's a well um, it's uh, it's plentiful and uh, it does a lot for us, but just for a just for a <clears throat> a reflection or a, I guess or a, a, a few thoughts to maybe put in your mind this morning, or to, to share with, is, uh, uh, how should I word this question, I guess? What is it that, um, <clears throat> if you look around you, well, let's, let me just, not, let's, start, let's, just start with, let's just start with this, I guess. <clears throat> so, in Psalms 119, verses 17 through 24, um, we get a picture here of, of God's Word in a couple of different aspects. Um, it tells us some wonderful things about it, because he says that in verse 18, "Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law." Um, <clears throat> this is the word of God. It reveals it reveals things about God. It reveals things about ourselves in these verses, and also reveals things about as sinners and that we are. That's why I said we are we are sinners, but we're forgiven sinners. There is a difference. Um, so. The, the object here is to reveal the wonderful things that we can get from the Word of God, or that we see in the Word of God. That, uh, and it is the source, that God's Word is the source of, of like He told us, to think on those things um, that are wonderful, think on the things that are you know marvelous, think on those things that are pure and that are holy. Um, if we are going to think of those things, they're definitely going to come from the Word of God. <clears throat> So um, let's just stand up and read these verses here. So Psalms 119, verse 17 to 24, and then we're going to go back through them a little bit. So in verse 17, he says, To deal bountifully with thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. Open Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statues. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors." You may be seated. <clears throat> this Psalm, <tom>, um, <clears throat> you know, it has is it is the longest Psalm. Um, I remember back in the day uh, when we would st- stick Psalms, you could say on Christmas night, or yeah, it was, that we would always hope when we put the needle into the Bible that we never we'd never prick Psalms 119 because We had to read it and we'd have to read 176 verses and it would take forever. You know, it was just one of those traditions that we did. And it was like, we don't, nobody, I hope nobody gets 119. Hope nobody gets 119. Well, some interesting things. It's the longest, it's the longest Psalm. It's the longest book, actually, that we have in the Bible. It's the longest chapter. It's divided into 22 different parts. With each part begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. These are some things that I learned, I guess, just in reading and studying this. Um, each part, there's 22 parts. Like we see, part the first part there it starts. It says Aleph, A L A L E P H. That's Beth, B E P H. And this is called this part here is called Gimel or Gamel, G U M E L. It's pronounced gamel. This is the third letter. Actually, it's the third letter of the Hebrew alphabet. <clears throat> um, and there's not one of these letters that are put in here from the Hebrew alphabet that doesn't honor God's word. Um, it's this chapter talks about respect. It talks about praise and it talks about honoring God is what it does. <clears throat> so the word here in the, in the verses that we just read um, is described in several different ways. Um, verse 17 you know, says that it may live and keep thy word it talks about the word. It talks about out of thy laws. The law is also the word of God Talks about testimony. That's the word of God. The ways, um, um, you know, the, to, to keep His ways. That's also the word of God. It talks. There's precepts. There's statues. There's commandments. There's judgments. Um, again, it says word, and there's truth, um, and all these things are representing the word of God. There are different words used throughout the throughout the Psalms. And they're used in these uh, couple verses here that represent God's word. Um, So there should be, as they wrote this Psalms, and as the word of God was written, there was a great respect for it. We should also have a great respect for the word of God. Without this, if we would not have this, this book, would you know about salvation? would you even have a clue about forgiveness or salvation if you would if this would not exist we got lots of literature lots of books, but if this book was not preserved or existed, would you know about salvation so how precious is you know how 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 much should we respect it or how should we respect it how how precious is the word of God <clears throat> um, so it's wonderful that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. That's the question. That I may behold what wonders do we see out of the word of God? The word law here is representing also represents the word of God, His word. Uh, we wouldn't have again. We would not. So let's. Uh, <clears throat> and this uh, this word Gamel or Gamal, um, again it's a, it's it's referring to a garden. Um, it's a garden-like term, and it refers to abundance. It says to, uh, to bear, to ripen, recompense, blessings. Um, it means to deal fully with. It means to, another thing it means it's like to wean a child. Um, this is all things that that, that that third letter of the Hebrew alphabet represent or mean. So um, we should look at God's word as a sense of wonder, a sense of awe, because out of it comes wondrous things. And so, um, so the Thomas first wrote, he says, to deal bountifully with thy, you know, to build, to deal bountifully with thy servant. But so, now back to my first question is if we look around us this morning, um, the things that we could touch, taste, smell, feel, see. Is there anything that is not enough? Is there anything that's not sufficient? Is there anything that lacks? Or do we have abundance? What is it? Can you know <clears throat> can you think of anything this morning um, that that's not in abundance? That's a lot to think of. Okay. Is yeah, the things that so, um, <clears throat> you know, we can name things that we could that we can actually see, and you know, in the physical world, is there enough, you know, is there enough uh, food? None of us know of anything else, seems like there's abundance. Is there enough, you know, trees? Is there enough water? Is there enough? Um, even things that we don't see, is there enough air? Is there enough oxygen? My thoughts went this way this morning. Do, is there enough is there sufficient oxygen for all of us? For everything in creation? There's abundance. There's more than enough. And that's I think that's what you know the Thomas will um, in many places throughout the psalms, not just in this psalms, but he praises God for his abundance. So there's so much abundance also, um, in the Word of God, you know my thoughts just is is in carnality, when I think of something, what do I not have enough of? Where does your thought go? What is one thing that I think I never have enough of i don 't know where your thought goes. my I always thought mine goes to money, but why? It just seems like that 's one thing we don 't have enough of, not, but everything else we have more than enough you name something that you don't have more than enough of otherwise and I think we got enough of that too because we're all surviving and we're all doing okay but that's one thought that's one place like where my thought is like why'd my thought go there for Um, but so even in in the in the thing that in what I took your your minds there I guess or whatever in that way but I, I want us to be able to see the abundance that we get from the Word of God. <clears throat> um, you know, is there? You have enough blood in your body? Is there enough? You could lose quite a bit and still have enough. So there must be abundance. Is there? Is there? Just those are just just random thoughts. You know, just I guess. And and I would like to hear yours. I guess. What What do you say that you have enough of, or wouldn't have enough of? If you can think of something that you don't have enough of. So the thomas tells us to deal bountifully with thy servant he acknowledges that god is a bountiful god that god is a god of abundance that god is more than enough and we know other aspects you know that grace is more than enough he has sufficient mercies are new this morning more than enough Um, to be bountiful is to be full of generosity We have a very generous God living above us, surrounding us with um, what in creation, what did He make in creation as we think about this morning that is not enough, you know, that is lack. I realize there might be some um, exotic or extinct species of animals or something you think that there's not very many and they're protected, I understand, but still God is in all His generosity and all His bountifulness is more than enough. Um, If we look at the the abundance that he gives from his word and what he tells us. So 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Just read that again slowly. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having, All sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Philippians 4.19 But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God's bounty is a reason to praise him. Psalms 13 verse 6 says, I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. You know, what 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 a privilege we have to have the word of God And to be here this morning and to know that we serve a God that is bountiful and that is generous. So, also the Thomas is acknowledging that he's a servant. So if you are a servant, then somewhere along the line in your life, if you acknowledge that you're a servant, there must be a master. There must be a master or there must be a God that you are serving. And, you know, do we serve to the flesh? Do we serve to... um, the Spirit, do we serve God? Um, we are, and he's asking this, he's asking God, as a servant, he's asking God to deal bountifully with, with me, um, with thy servant. So if we confess that we are servants, then we are also confessing that God is our master, unless we're serving the God of our flesh, the enemy of our souls. Paul says that we, um, we know that we have a master in heaven. Um, Ephesians. I was going to write these down quickly, but I didn't. I'll find them. Ephesians six, verse nine. <clears throat> Paul acknowledges this. It says, "And ye masters, he was he was admonishing the people in uh, Ephesus there. And ye masters, do the same thing unto them for bearing." Threat, forbearing, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect for persons with him. Um, he's giving them a warning there in that. Um, Colossians four, um, <clears throat> verse one, says, "Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven." Paul says that, you know, that we know that we have a master, and that's how we should also. Um, a master is someone who has authority. A master is someone who has the right to command and ask of you things. And God is our master, and through Jesus Christ our Lord. <clears throat> John 13, 13 says, You call me master and Lord, you say, well, for so I am. So it's good to have and to understand that we are servants and that we're asking God And that he does deal bountifully with his servants. Um, Psalms 119 verse 17. He says that I may live and that I may keep my. That I may live and that I may keep thy word. He's asking in this Psalms here. In creation. In creation back in Genesis chapter. In in chapter 1. He talks about. The same thing. Um, Peter says to the faithful, "For he that will love life and see one, First Peter three ten. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile." And John ten ten says that I may come, I am come, that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. And then eternal life and one John five 11 says, and This is the record that God has given to us: eternal life and this life. Is in his son. So I'm going to back up just a little bit. I missed a part here. In thinking about the word of God. And the abundance that it is. And what it does for us. um, To keep thy word. It says. Um, let's look at a couple other verses <clears throat> about the word of God, the words of Christ or the word of God. Um, <clears throat> well, the first thing he says in Mark 13, 31, he says that heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. You know, mankind has tried to destroy and get rid of the Bible and get rid of the word um, through the dark ages. They thought it was gone and missing, but God preserved it and kept us for, for each and every one of us. Um, <clears throat> you know, in in example, when Jesus started teaching and preaching and sharing the word, in Luke 4, verse 32, it says, And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. What he shared came from his father. He's, Jesus told us that whatever his father has given him, he shared unto us. He would not share anything that God did not tell him, that God did not share with him. <clears throat> John 6, verse 30, 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You know, Simon Peter, he asked the question, Lord, he says, he, you know, he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. <clears throat> Um, the, the promises of those that to keep His word, um, John 14:15, "If you love me, keep my commandments. John 14:16, the next verse, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. So he gives us of his spirit the comforter um, to abide with us forever. And this, these things all come. How would you know that if you would not have the Word of God? How would you comprehend that? How would you take that in? um here's a in, in Revelation 3 verse 8 um we sung the song about an open door <clears throat> that we have that open door says that we have access we have we have a door that's open that we can walk through that we can go into we can go into that into that room We can go into the very throne room of God. So Revelation 3 verse 8 says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door that no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. That's pretty powerful that God has an open door and that no man can shut it. Even though he recognizes that we may have just a little strength for thou hast a little strength And the little strength that we have comes from keeping his word, he tells us here, and has not denied his name. We can walk through that open door. So back to to verse 18. It says, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. So if we open our eyes and we read the word of God, there's definitely um, wondrous things to behold. That we would have spiritual sight. That we would see um, the love that God has for us. Um, Corinthians 2 that we have faith in the things that we have faith in the things that we don't see. Um, sight comes by walking by faith. Second uh, Corinthians five seven. For we walk by faith and not by sight. He told us. <clears throat> um, Hebrews chapter eleven. I think it is. Yeah. Um, verse 13. <clears throat> yeah, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, 14 it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises. And we are living today when we have received the promises that God has promised to us, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, they seek to go to that heavenly citizenship the heavenly um, country that is prepared. Um, You know, are we able to see that? Are we able to see the wondrous things of God's word um, by faith and live them out? I need to open my eyes, you know, more to see the open doors that are before us and to acknowledge um, in 19... You know, to acknowledge that we are strangers, that we're pilgrims, and that we ask God to hide not thy commandments from me, not to discern, but that um, through His Spirit, and He can interpret and show us the way that He wants us to walk um, by reading His Word. But we acknowledge that we are strangers here on earth. This is not our home country, like we shared this morning. <clears throat> First Chronicles 29.15 says this, For we are strangers before thee, and sojourners as we... As were all our fathers, our days on earth are as a shadow. There is none abiding. Hebrews 11:13. 13. They confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. Our home is not here. We're just, we're like foreigners. We're, we're journeying. We're traveling through. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> would we, you know, if we wouldn't have the word of God to show us and to tell us that there's a city, there's a mansion prepared. There's streets of gold. We never have to worry about food, water, clothing, um, any other aspects. If we weren't told of that, would we desire to go there? Would we desire to stay here? Or when we see that and we, we get a glimpse of that and we look around us, you know, then this world is passing. This world is, is, is perishing. Um, it has less effect on us. <clears throat> We can confess also that we're strangers and pilgrims here, that we want to go. Um, so in, in verse 19, that you know, he's asking also with that is that not to hide the word of God, that we need it. Hide not thy commandments from thee. I need it for a guidance. Psalm 62 verse 8 says, Trust in him at all times. Ye people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us, he says. Psalms 18 verse 30, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. It's been tried. It's been trying to take, you know, been, they've tried, the skeptics have tried to pound it and beat it into oblivion and remove it, and yet it's still there. It says he's a buckler for all those that trust in him. God's word and commandments gives us strength, and it gives us the the, the guidance that we need. We can put our trust in him when we follow his word. And verse twenty says, um, "My soul breaketh for longing that it that it hath unto thy judgments at all times." Again, thy judgments is the same as, as the is the word of God, His word. So my soul breaketh for longing. There's a there's a desire there. There's a hunger there. Um, for god's word it's a it's a thirst longing is thirst judgment's his word Um, you know as you you see this happen with children but how is it with even us as adults have you ever broken down and just cried for something that you want you know sometimes when a child don't get something they you know they well right they will just cry how is it with us um His attitude here towards God's word was that he longs for it, that he's thirsty for it, and that he wants it. So um, I'll read some more of these verses. Well, in Luke 6.21, he says, Blessed are ye that hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for you shall laugh. First Peter 2.2 2, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That we have a longing, we have we have a thirst for it. <clears throat> Psalm 63 verse 1 O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is. <clears throat> That's also repeated in Psalms 119 174. Almost the last verse. The very thing that we would... That he thirsts for and his flesh longs for in a dry and thirsty land. You know, in in Amos uh, chapter 8 verse 11, um, he had said this, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. It's not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for the water, but for the hearing of the word of our Lord. So, as we was challenged this morning to be a representative of Christ and to go forth and, you know, say, look, follow me in those ways. Um, maybe that's what this world needs today. There, there would be a famine in the hearing of the word of the Lord or the conversation, as the word conversation was used, um, that they can also see um, and hear God's word. <clears throat> Psalms 143, verse 6, there's, there's, there's lots and lots of verses in Psalms, I guess, that, that speak of this. I stretch forth my hands unto thee, my soul thirstest after thee, as a thirsty land. <clears throat> 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 and 17, Paul said that all scripture is inspired by the word. All scripture is inspired of God. So the word that we have in, in, before us here today is, is given to us because God inspired man to write it and to jot it down for our reproof, for correction, for the way of life. He also says in Timothy. Um, <clears throat> so if we want to know the answers that we're looking for, that we're searching for a lot in life, we can find them in God's word. Psalms 36 verse 9 it says, for with thee is the fountain of life, in thy light shall we see light. <clears throat> How wondrous that God's word satisfies the innermost desire of our lives. <clears throat> There's uh, some verses that go with that. <clears throat> um, Isaiah um, 55, 1. I just remember of this verse, I guess, is, comes from, heard Monroe um, Hustler repeat this many times. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye and buy. And ye come, buy wine and milk without money and without a price. But it was just the first line there. Ho, everyone that thirst, come ye to the waters. Come to the water of God's word. You know, and drink therein. Um, John 4, 4 14, um 14, he told that um, woman at the well, when she came there to to get water. And Jesus was there. And He told her, But whosoever drinketh of, this of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him, a well of water springing up into everlasting life. <clears throat> John 7, verse 37, In the last days, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and He cried, and He said this, If any man thirst, let him come unto Me and drink. <clears throat> Revelation 7.16 They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. Revelation 22.17 One of the last verses in the, that we have in the scriptures from the word of God says, "In the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth saith, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. <clears throat> um, Many, many things that we, that we see that can be fulfilled. And all those, again, um, is given in abundance to us. There is, there is no lack at all. When I ponder that thing, I, I think about, you know, what do I lack and what do I need in, in life? Um, we have more than enough. He also, in the next next several verses here, he deals with us. You know, he deals with uh, in verse 21. It says, "Thou hast rebu- rebuked the proud, that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments." If we don't keep the word of God, if we're too proud, you know, to admit that we are needy, um, that we that we need God and that we need to thirst after Him and to know His word, um, he he has a way. Um, to deal with us. <clears throat> you know, pride is probably one of the biggest things that prevents us from following God. Psalms 10 verse 4 says, The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. You know, if we look in a mirror and we forget where we came from and what we're made, but, but the dust of the earth, then, you know, if we look at and we say, Look who I am and you know, look what I've done and what I've accomplished. Um, you know we we will not seek after God. We would not look into His Word. Um, we will seek after the proud. The proud seeks after their own devices. Um, <clears throat> Jeremiah thirteen verses fifteen through seventeen tells us this: Hear ye and give ear. Be not proud, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before He caused before He caused darkness. And before your feet stumble upon the dark mountains, and while you look for light, he turn it into the shadow of death, and make it gross darkness. But if ye will not hear it, my soul shall weep in secret places for your pride, and mine eye shall weep sore and run down with tears because the Lord's flock is carried away captive. That was in Jeremiah 13. <clears throat> but he just said the first verses, you know, the first couple of words says, Hear ye and give an ear to it, be not proud. <clears throat> you know, it's, you know, it's, 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 in one sense, think about it, it's also um, wondrous or a wonder, it's, it's what a great wonder it is that man thinks that he can guide and direct his own steps, that he can take his own way, you know. <clears throat> in verse 22, you know, he comes there, he says, here he's asking for forgiveness. Verse 22, he tells us, Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. In keeping God's word, he's asking for forgiveness. He's asking to cleanse us and make him whole. Take that reproach away from him, um, because I, want, I have kept thy testimonies. <clears throat> the humble will ask God, will abase themselves. There's some verses here, Psalms 38 or 34, verse 18. The Lord is nigh unto them, that are of a broken heart, and saveth such of a contrite spirit. Isaiah 66, verse 1 and 2. Thus saith the Lord, Heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me? Where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath mine hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. So great, you know, respect. do we respect the Word of God and the truth of God's word, um, then and we put that into practice, then he would definitely um, he will help us to walk in the way that He wants us to walk. <clears throat> if we look around us, what is something that God did not make? Create From the beginning. <clears throat> You know, even the house that you build, even the place of your re- the, the place of your rest, um, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. <clears throat> you know, in Psalms one nineteen verse nine, <clears throat> one nineteen verse nine, wherewith wherewithal shall young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereunto according to thy word, Ephesians five twenty six, that he might sanctify and cleanse it. With the washing of water by the word. We can have we can live a life that is clean. We can, be, we can be clean through the word which we which he has spoken, he tells us. And we do that with by humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up. Verse 23 tells us that the princes that there's like he was sitting here, um, that princes also did sit and speak against me. Um, I don't know if, on this Psalms, I guess if David, David wrote this, um, simply saying he was sitting there, and princes also did sit and speak against me. But thy servant, you know, the servant. So he's recognizing I'm a servant. There is a master. There is a God. What did what did the servant do? Did meditate in thy statues? So even when even when controversy came, when um, When they mocked Him, when they like, who is your God and why do you serve Him and whatever may come, um, when they spoke against Him, what did He do? He meditated in God's word. The princes also did sit and speak against thee, but thy servant meditated in thy statues. Psalms 119.51 The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet I have not declined from thy word. Psalms 119.69 The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Verse 78 says, Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause, but I will meditate on thy precepts. Precepts. So if we can go back and think of the things that are lovely, think of the things that are beautiful, think of the things that are, you know, that we we shared this morning, that verses, um, those things will help us um, not worry about what people say about us. The humble will always suffer at the hands of the, pride, uh, of the proud people. Proverbs 16, verse 5, tells us said that God would deal with that. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Even if there are many of them, even if there's a lot, you know, if there are a huge amount. <clears throat> so where do we turn to if we're under persecution or under, under attack, you could say? we can turn to the word of the god a uh, word of the lord we can meditate in thy statutes <clears throat> he also tells us in the last verse there in verse 24 that his testimonies that god's word is what it's a delight it is they are my delight that means if you if you taste something that's really really good and you delight in having it or eating it you want it very bad that's how the word of god should be to us my delight and my counselors the word of God is also, it's a counselor to you. It gives you, um, it gives you, wor- it gives you words to live by. <clears throat> um, it's a wondrous thing that the righteous, though persecuted by the proud, can take refuge in God's word. Some more verses on that. One thing that the word of God does is that, that it, um, it shines through. It's, you know, we know it's a, it's a light. So, Psalms 119, 105, the word is a lamp unto my feet, it's a light unto our path. 119, 130, the entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. <clears throat> Proverbs 6, verse 23, for the commandment is the lamp and the law is light and the reproofs of instructions are the way of life. 2nd Peter 1:19 We all we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise within you, in your hearts. <clears throat> Colossians 3.16 tells us, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. Romans 10 verse 8, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach. Psalms 119 verse 11. At the earlier part of this, he says, David said, The word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. <clears throat> Psalms 119.97 Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day long. Jeremiah has another verse here in him that he's, verse chapter fifteen verse sixteen says thy words were found when he found the word of God and he started pr- pronouncing it to the people um, they brought out the scrolls he says thy words were found and I did eat them and thy word was unto me the joy and the rejoicing of mine heart for I am called by thy name O Lord God of hosts you know you are called you know we shared before that before you were born. While you were yet in your mother's womb, God knew you and knows you. And even the days before that, He knew you, He knew your size, He knows the number of hairs upon your head. Um, What is it that God doesn't know and what is it that God does not provide in abundance? A few more verses here, I want to close open for testimony sharing. Um, Romans 1 verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. <clears throat> the gospel of Christ is the word of God. <clears throat> he also tells us in Hebrews 4 verse 12, a verse we heard, um, all my years are growing up. I think it was preached every Sunday. Um, it was definitely in German but we would hear it over and over. There's very few ministers ever stood up that would not share this, word, this verse. We probably know it. Hebrews 4, verse 12, for the, word of God, for the word of God is what? It's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner and the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That is a powerful verse. It was probably good that we heard it. And yet, we would not, we did not comprehend it as how powerful that it actually is, and what what the word of God could do for us. So we would, we did not exercise ourselves in it as much as what that verse encourages us to exercise in it. Read it again. It's quick. It's always on time. It's very fast. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. These are things that you cannot see and yet they're there. This can separate these two and other the joints in the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart." <clears throat> so is the word of God wonderful? Is it abundant? Um, that would be my... It's bountiful. It has authority. It has life-giving abilities. It reveals things to us. <clears throat> Um, that's one thing that, that it does. Another thing it does for us, just to recap this a little bit, what, is it te- what does the Word of God tell us about us? We're strangers. We're pilgrims. We're just here on a journey for a period of time. Um, we need the Word of God more than anything else in our life, um, how we need it, how it helps us. And it is the desire, or it's the only thing that will satisfy our innermost desire. Um, desires of our heart is from the word of god he also what does he tell us about sinners he tells us that if we are proud we are we are far from god Um, he does not hear us he rebukes us and if we can humble ourselves under the mighty hand of god then he will lift us up he tells us that and he will keep us near and even in all that we can endure anything in trials and tribulations and things that come against us because of his word that he shares with us that he will keep us he will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee he tells us <clears throat> so i want to just close with that and i'm open for sharing your testimony and if you think of things that were um, not in abundance or more than abundance or um, what the Word of God has done for you, please please share. <clears throat>